1: Welcome back. Happy Thursday. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Kate Constable, in for Joe Ostrowski and Ed Egross, Aaron Hawksworth with you. And we will continue to take a look at the MLB card. Before we get to a game and a total that I really like, Kate, I have been obsessed with the Chick fil A breakfast tater tots so good i don't know if you've ever tried them but something terrible happened to me this morning i decided to treat myself swing through chick-fil-a i order the meal i don't check the bag and they don't put the tater tots in there so i was like oh maybe this is a sign i should just eat somewhat healthier today so i kind of started off on a rough patch and then i also sent paul a picture i drove by this car i shouldn't even laugh The guy's okay, because I saw him on the side of the road. But, like, I drove by a car that caught on fire. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to hit all this traffic. I'm going to be late to the show. But I made it. I made it.
2: But uh, do you ever eat fast food breakfast? That's amateur hour not to check the bag. I've been burned by that so many times that that's, like, my number one thing I do as soon as I get my meal, because I've been in your situation so so much. But Chick-fil-A breakfast. Hands down best breakfast of all fast food. I think it's fantastic. The biscuits that they have, which I'm not a huge biscuit person, but oh, it's just like they're soaked in butter. Yes, Um, fast food breakfast, I could go through a power rankings of that. Uh, The McDonald's hash browns though, they're so good, but you kind of taste them the whole rest of the day. Like, any time you burp or anything, it's just... That is not a bad thing. That's a bad
0: thing. What, what? Over
2: and over and over again. That is a bad thing. But when it sticks with you that long, I don't know. So we're going to have
1: Tim Rumpf, who is the director of Quarterback, the new Netflix hit series, joining us at 11. And spoiler alert, I think it was episode three or four I was shocked. Marcus Mariota, big McDonald's breakfast guy. It's his cheat meal once a week. He loves McDonald's breakfast, which I was like, okay, he's one of us. I could get down with some fast food yeah. in the morning.
2: <laughs> I mean, a sausage egg McMuffin can't really go wrong with that. Can't go I'm not wrong. a huge fan of the McGriddles there just because they're, like, sticky and hard to eat. Pancakes not so much, yeah. but any sort of egg McMuffin. Right up my alley.
1: Hash, Fast food hash browns. That's it for me.
2: All right, let's take a look at Twins at
1: the Mariners. This is the total that I had my eye on. The Twins have been intriguing since the All-Star break. They've only lost, wait for it, one game. And that's all without Byron Buxton. This guy's like in a one for 31 slump right now, trying to figure out what is going on. But... Rarely do we see a total of seven. It's a little bit juiced, minus 120 at Bet MGM. But after we saw teams hit both scoring in double digits on Tuesday, I'm thinking, do I just need to take
2: over seven here, Kate? Well, it almost feels like it because the Twins' offense has been so good lately. You look at their last five games, 10 runs, yes, against Oakland. Another game, five runs against Oakland. But even as against Seattle, 10 runs two nights ago, six last night. Even in their loss, they still put up six runs. So it feels like this is a Minnesota team that's kind of hit their stride offensively right now. I know uh, T-Mobile Park is more pitcher-friendly, which so tend to think about unders um, when you're playing in Seattle, but I, I couldn't talk you off of an over or maybe even like a Twins team total over. Maybe that's a route to look at just because their offense has been so good lately and i mean mariner's not terrible but they've struggled to score um or keep up with the twins i guess in their last couple of games
1: so you have lopez and kirby on the mound kirby has just been hit or miss for me this season and i think both of these lineups are better than these two pitchers so i'm gonna go with the over seven in this matchup tell me what what
2: caught your eye what are
1: you excited about what are you betting on today I kind
2: of like the uh, Rays' first five under two and a half runs. I mean, the Orioles have caught them in the standings in the AL East. And uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Glass, though, I mean, he's been he's been decent lately, but he struggles at home. I mean, his ERA is a 4.26 at home, and um, Tampa Bay's offense just really has not been hitting well lately hitting just 209 over its last 10 games. They haven't scored more than two runs in the first five innings in any of their last, what is it, like uh, seven games. So I kind of like the under for the Rays team total, even though they're at home tonight and uh, needing a win. But I think the Orioles can have some success early against them.
1: Yeah, this is kind of like the game of the day, isn't it? I'm really excited yeah. for this one. Gibson versus Glasnow. I think the Orioles have all the momentum right now. I This is another game where I'm like, are the Rays, should they really be minus 190? I'm seeing minus 185 on the money line at BetMGM. Like, this is a yep. battle for first place in the AL East. They played back on June 20th, but I just think Baltimore has all the momentum right now. I don't think they're afraid of anyone. I love this Baltimore team. Would you look under the total is eight? Since it's yeah, you know, a battle I for first be, place, maybe it's going to be a tighter yeah. game.
2: And because of what I said about Tampa Bay's offense, like I, I just don't think they're clicking right now, and they have not generated too many runs. Um, I mean, if you look at their last couple of games, they haven't scored more than the th- than three runs in. That whole series against the Rangers, um, Orioles are kind of similar, except they turned a corner last night with that win over the Dodgers. So I like the under in this one. I like Tampa Bay's mm-hmm. under, uh, especially with this being a um, division matchup for you know the top of of that division. I think this one could be a close one.
1: How about White Sox at Mets? You've got Kopech for the White Sox. Uh, the Mets are going to send yes. Quintana to the mound. Uh, Kopech has been struggling. And then I don't know what we can expect from Quintana. He's just getting back. My initial reaction was over. This total is nine and a half. I I don't know. Like you said, this is just ew.
2: Yeah, that's kind of... uh, I mean, how did the White Sox beat the Braves in that last series so many times? And then all of a sudden they uh, play the Mets and they stink and can't do anything. I mean, Kopech has lost each of his last five starts. Hasn't gone more than mm-hmm. four innings and in three of those starts. So I you can't really count on a ton for him. And the Sox bullpen is still just really bad. Liam Hendricks still not back. The problem is for the Mets is that they just their offense has also been pretty bad. They're just not scoring. So looking at over nine, that feels like a big number. But when you factor in Quintana, you know, just coming back, first start in a long time, maybe he gives up quite a few. Uh, like I said, Kopech has not been great. This is yeah. fully a stay away game for me. I'm not betting anything on this one.
1: Sorry, um, yeah, I'm not betting this one either. This is uh, too many question marks for me. What is one that we haven't touched on? Tigers, Royals, anything there? We've got Lorenzo no. Branky. I mean, we really kind of touched on all the ones that I. Yeah, I've, those I'm two teams on. don't
2: interest me at all. I think uh, Brewers and Ash. Phillies is a little interesting. Just yeah, with, that is. Um, Brewers as an underdog, but Corbin Burns has looked really well lately. So I, I mean. I kind of – I have not bet anything in that game. Not quite sure what to think about it. I Burns, over his last 19 innings, he's only allowed four runs, six hits, struck out 26 batters, yet the Brewers mm-hmm. are underdogs in this one. So, I don't know. Maybe take a flyer on the Brewers, Brewers to win at some plus money. Um, the only problem is that Philly's been hitting really well. They're averaging almost six runs a game. So, do you really want to bet against Philadelphia's offense? That's the question here. Yeah.
1: And Astros at A's, gosh. (laughs) I guess I'd just be, Astros run line minus one and a half. I can't, I can't back the A's in any way here.
2: The A's have won their last two. And it feels like when the A's win games, it's like in clusters. They just win a bunch in a row and then they lose the, you know, their next seven, eight. So I'm totally with you. The Astros are by far the better team, but the A's have been a little mm-hmm. sneaky lately. Yeah, well, I don't
1: know. I don't know what Harris's advanced metrics are, but what I do know is his ERA is 651. So, ugh, okay, that's yeah, rough. We maybe, can, uh, maybe we can fade that. what is Astros first five run line? Maybe that's the direction you wanna go here. Uh, It's minus 135 for minus half a run. How does it lose? Who doesn't love a little juice?
2: (laughs) I don't, I, yeah, I think that would be the way to go. With Harris on the mound. Uh, JP France has been okay this season, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Not terrible.
1: All right, I know the the way to go now. We're going to play a little nickel- dime let's bring on Jake Hassan to kick things off for us
0: it's time for nickel or dime should you spend $500 or $1,000 open up those wallets we give you the answers on nickel or dime on betql daily hello Again, no, true. Hello, part two. Um, all right, nickel or dime. Discussed college football earlier, and we'll start there. Would you rather go the nickel five hundred on Washington to win the Pac twelve plus three seventy five, or the dime a thousand on USC to make the college football playoff plus two
1: thirty? Man, Paul is coming up with the tough. Tough ones. I need a layup today, Paul. What are we doing here? This That's is right. really difficult. We got a female bet
0: later. It's fine.
1: Okay. So Pac-12, I, I. gosh, I'm high on USC, but there's just not a ton of value. And plus two, only plus 230 for them to make the college football playoff. It's so tough for Pac-12 teams to do that. So give me Washington. I'll be backing the Huskies. We already went through that. I think Kate and I are both higher on UW this season plus 375, give me Washington and Michael Penix to win the Pac-12.
2: I'm with you, Aaron. I like Michael Penix Jr., Heisman candidate to this offense, can put up a ton of points. And, I mean, USC, we mentioned earlier the issue with them was their defense last year. I think it's going to be a little bit better, but if they can't slow down teams like Washington or some of the other top teams in the Pac-12, There's no way that they're getting into the college football playoffs, So I would take the the better number, better odds on Washington to uh, win the Pac-12 versus USC getting in it, especially to your point. I mean, if you have a one-loss Pac-12 team and a one-loss SEC team, they're throwing in the SEC team over that Pac-12 team any day.
0: All right. Next question. We go to the open for a live betting question. Would you rather go the nickel 500 on Paul's guy Tony Finau 25 to one, who is through exactly two holes, I think, or the dime a thousand on your first round co-leader at the moment, Tommy Fleetwood seven to one after he shot a five under 66 today.
1: So, I just did a quick search on Tony now in Twitter, and the first thing that popped up is our girl, Pam Maldonado, did a piece on how and why she is fading Tony now. So, that's sad. No, I love Pam. Pam. I know. I know. I have been team Tony, so give me Tony 25 to 1,
2: Kate. I mean, I, I wish I had a differing answer for you just to mix things up a bit, but hearing Paul talk about his love for Tony Finau and how excited he gets. Finau's already one under through two, a great start to the day. I don't know. Do you want to go against Paul and, and his love for Finau? I don't think so.
0: Generally, yes. <laughs> history, history says yes. I love it, though. I appreciate the support. We are a Finau show through two holes, at least. It's kind of like the wow. family guy thing. You could have a million dollars or the first round leader or the mystery box. Ooh, what's in the mystery box? It could even be a million dollars. It could be the first round leader. big mystery box show. Yeah, you, you, you can keep Tony. Meanwhile, I can't wait to see how Victor Hovland just makes me so upset over the weekend. Anyway, our last question about a minute. Would you rather go the nickel on the commanders to win the NFC East 16 to 1 or the dime on the giants to make the playoffs plus 160?
1: Easy 500 on the commanders to win the NFC East. 16 to 1. That is value. Sam Howell sees a new ownership. Let's go.
2: I think I would have to take the Giants to um, make the playoffs. Especially if Saquon Barkley is on the active roster come the start of this season. I'm going to bank on that happening and take the Giants.
1: Dang. Seriously? I'm just glad
0: Erin doesn't like save her reactions for just us. Like She's equal opportunity. She's like, oh. <laughs> yes.
1: I'm not betting on the Giants to win anything. How about that? <laughs> Speaking of the Giants and running backs, we are going to get into the Madden ratings and how it relates to running backs and how we might be betting some of these season-long player props. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. You're listening to the BetQL Network.